Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast, you know this, it is all about you and about helping you reach the big goals that you have in your life and what next steps will you decide to take to get there. And I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and I'm glad that you're here. This is episode 47, a fresh new episode. As always, thank you for listening. And I'm your guest this week, and I've got a few things on my mind and on my heart that I'd like to share with you. You know, I love this time of year, and I'll bet that you do too. It's a new year. It's a new chance to get things right, a chance to celebrate our successes, but also internalize what we learned from our setbacks. And guess what? We all have successes, every one of us, a lot of them. And also, we all have setbacks, a lot of them. But most importantly, we're going to be thinking about what's next for all of us. So I'd like for us to think about right now, what do we want our life to look like one year from today? Where do we want to be mentally, physically, our relationships, financially? And if you have ever felt like the goals that you have for yourself feel like they're more elusive than ever, or maybe the same goal you've been having every year for the past decade, here it comes again, and it just seems to get further and further away every year. I know I've felt that way, trust me. But it may be because we haven't been specific enough with what we want and where we are spending our time. So the big idea this week in this episode is that I want to share with you how to bring more focus and intentionality into your life. And to take some time, doesn't need to be a whole day, it can be an hour, a few hours, whatever you got. It can be five minutes or 15 minutes. But let's take some time and find that true north for us, whatever that is. Now, I've got some math for you. Don't run. This is really simple math. Now, we all know that we have 365 days in any given year. So now here's a question for you, quick. How many hours do you have in a week? What's the number? (laughs) The fact that we don't know that is a problem. You have 168 hours in each and every week. That never changes. For every human being on the planet, that is the number. So where does all the time go? If you have a pen and a piece of paper, here it goes. You can do this on the back of a napkin, not if you're driving. If you work 40 hours per week, subtract that out. If you sleep eight hours a night, which is ideal, that's 56 hours in the week, subtract that out. You have 72 hours left over in every given week. So the question is, how will you use those hours? The first action I have for you, or fun little challenge, is track your time for the next 24 hours. Just do that. Track where your time is. Assess where you spend your time. And here's what I think you're going to be finding. There are these big chunks of time that are really easy. This is when I slept. Uh, This is when I worked. This is when I was shopping. But you'll also have a bunch of time that you'll have no idea what to call it. (laughs) Call it maybe slush time or I don't know what I was doing time. Now here is a big moment of truth for all of us. There's that wonderful new feature on your iPhone that tells you the amount of screen time. How many hours you spend on your phone or on different apps or on different websites. This happened to me about five months ago. It was on the weekend, and I was doing a lot of things online on my mobile device, including Scrabble, online Scrabble. And um, I got this screen time notification, and I kid you not, it was about four hours a day. And I thought to myself, what am I doing? Four hours a day. And some of that was productive time for sure, but my goodness, uh, all the things that I was doing, and it's just incredible. So you know what I did? I turned off the notification. (laughs) So I'm not saying I changed my behavior. I need to. But I turned off the notification. But the point is that is a wonderful moment of truth for all of us. And here's the truism. If you want to know what's important in your life, just look at where you spend your time. Now, where we spend our time helps us demonstrate to ourselves and more importantly to the world who we are. In short, it becomes our identity. 
And that identity we have for ourselves, our self-identity, translates directly into our well-being. Young parents and new in your careers and growing families and every, every season of life is, is, is busy. And it's easy to lose your identity. When you lose that identity, that impacts your well-being. In fact, because of the creep and the drift that we all have in life, it's all of a sudden we look up and say, man, what, what is it that I love to do again? What is it that gives me passion again? It's easy to forget that along the way, which is why we always need to find that true north for us, which is now this is our opportunity to do that. So what's the point? Well, here it is. Focus on where you want to spend your time. What you have to do versus what you want to do. You see, here is our biggest mistake. Here was my biggest mistake. So I mentioned I love this time of year, but also I hate this time of year because I look at the goals I want for myself. I think about the goals that I did not achieve. And I think, okay, what do I need to do? And here was my mindset. Here was my mindset. See if this, this relates. I would always be on the lookout for ways to save time. I would be looking for that next best planner. I have so many planners in my house and notebooks and things that I just buy to help me save time. It's ridiculous. So if you need a planner, let me know. I'll send you a free one, okay? Um, but also looking for the best life hack. Um, this time of year, there's always things online about how to save time doing emails and different little things. And, and I would always look for that and say, that's it. That's the answer. That's the way I'm going to have more time to reach my goals. I got to tell you, it's, it's not working. It never worked for me. I'll bet it's not working for you. Instead of thinking that we can build the life that we want by saving time, which was my mindset, a mentor got a hold of me and said, you're doing it all wrong. Here's what he said to me. The reality is that we need to build the life that we want first, and then the time falls into place. It is a simple and profound shift. And so here's how we can do this. And if you're ready to take this step with me, I guarantee it'll change your life. And by the way, this is not a prescription. These are just suggestions and recommendations and things that I've learned because someone put his arm around me and said, hey, try this. So I'm inviting you. My arm is around you. And I'm saying, hey, try this just for 90 days and see how it just might change things for you. All right, so here we go. First, get a goal that requires discipline. Remember when I talked about maybe your goal isn't specific enough? Um, I'm calling you out. Get a goal that requires some discipline. And what is that goal that requires you to get out of your comfort zone? So what is it that you want? And that commitment is to yourself, but you also need someone to hold you accountable. Here's what that might look like. If your goal is to drop some weight and exercise more, you may need to hire a personal trainer. That's a huge investment of money, isn't it? Wow. But I do it. I need to. Otherwise, I will let myself down and sleep in because I have paid money to this personal trainer and because I also now know that Sam, is his name, is waiting for me. I know I need to get my butt out of bed because if I don't, it's that social pressure I'm letting him down. So what does that mean for you? What, what are you thinking of right now? It doesn't need to be a personal trainer. It might be joining a group and maybe you're part of this group that needs you to be there every single Wednesday night. Whatever that means for you, just consider, is my point, consider the goal that you have requires discipline for you and a commitment. And to hold you true to that commitment, get an accountability partner or in a group around you to make sure you meet that goal. Maybe your goal is a financial plan to save a certain amount of money every single week out of your paycheck to increase your cash reserves. Tough, right? Increasing your cash reserves is not sexy. It is not. It's just is tough to do. That's when you need an accountability partner. It could be a family or a friend or it could be a financial planner. 
And all of this will get you out of your comfort zone. And as a result of this, you'll have a completely different life just to that one step. Second, how much are you sleeping every night? You know, we're not talking enough about this, but we're starting to in the literature and all the science. Getting enough sleep every night is fundamental to having a high quality life and reaching your goals. Sleeping eight hours a night and you're maybe thinking you're crazy. I can't sleep eight hours a night. Try it. What time do you need to get up in the morning and then just subtract back from that eight hours? So if you wake up at 6 a.m., you have a bedtime just like we had when we were kids. 10 p.m. is your bedtime. And then you need to start getting ready for bed <laughs> before 10 p.m. And if you want to get up earlier in the morning to get start getting things done, start going to bed earlier. This is where it gets back to tracking your time. Because if there's a lot of slush time from 9 p.m. until midnight where it's just stuff that you're doing, tough to define, that might be an opportunity for you to just go to bed earlier. Get eight hours of sleep and just watch how that has such an impact on your physical health, your mental health, and your ability then to have a really great day. So this next tip is all about scheduling time for yourself. And I'm talking about Friday. Friday is a phenomenal time for planning, especially Friday afternoon. Typically in the workplace, not a lot of new activities happening, but it can be your most productive hours of the week. And my challenge to you is, is on Friday afternoons, block the afternoon out. Four hours every single week. It is a chance for you to look back on the week that was and to follow up on all the things that went on, all the notes that you have, and then more importantly, plan ahead for the week ahead and putting that on the calendar. It could be things about your career and relationships and yourself and your goals, meetings you need to follow up on, meetings you need to schedule, all the random minutia that's going on during the week that just happened. And here's a real example of what that might look like. As you then are looking at your week ahead, and you see that you have a big presentation, say, on Wednesday. It's an important presentation that you need to prepare for. But on Tuesday, it's just jam-packed with other meetings, but also the kids have soccer games. you got a church activity. Well, that means then you need to schedule time on Monday to prepare for the meeting on Wednesday. By having this planning time on Friday afternoon, it gets you out of the day-to-day -day reaction panic mindset. And if you just go day-to-day, -day, you're going to miss it. And you end up working evenings. You end up working weekends. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, episode 41 on the I Dare You podcast with Jeremy Utley. If you haven't listened to it yet, I invite you to. It's just so strong. He's a professor at the Stanford School of Design. Um, incredible experience. But he talked about a story about he was taking a flight with his daughters to uh, take them to stay with his in-laws. And it's a long day of flying. Texas to California and back again. And he found himself just looking forward to it. Well, he said, because I have all this focused time where I can get so much done. It's just invigorating. And what he does now is one day a month, he schedules a flight day. One day per month where there are no meetings. It's just planning time. It's think time. Now, to be clear, he's not taking a flight. He's not actually doing it. But on his calendar, it says flight day. He protects that time. And we can do the same. Your challenge, one day per month on your calendar during the weekday. It doesn't have to be flight day, but you sure can. What's that phrase you're going to say that this is going to be your day? And then four hours on Friday afternoon, also block the time. On my calendar, if I showed it to you, it would show green wood. <laughs> that's, that, that's my title for it, four hours on Friday afternoon. Why would I call it that? Because a mentor, uh, the same gentleman who put his arm around me and said, try this. He challenged me to do it. Because his point was that if you want a really raging campfire for next week, 
you're not going to be putting some green wood on the campfire. It just smokes, it hisses, it's just not a good campfire. But by having that green wood time for me, that's my signal to myself. I'm, it's a code to myself to say, take some time to recharge. Get ready for the next week. And when I have done that, the next week goes so much better. So here's the feeling you have. On Friday afternoon when you leave the office and you're just distracted and you feel like you didn't accomplish much and you're not quite sure what the next week looks like, you're already feeling anxious about what's coming. Then on Sunday night, you just feel even more anxious because you, in part because you have no idea what your week holds. By making this one change, one day a month, flight day, and also every Friday afternoon, four hours, call it whatever you want. For me, it's green wood time. That's gonna change everything for you. And you're gonna know because you have planned ahead and you have put things on your calendar that are the most important things that help you reach your goals. You are doing the activities for next week that move you closer to your goal week by week. Just imagine the feeling. It's, it's liberating, it's empowering. And you are now in control of your calendar as opposed to your calendar being in control of you. And next, I think we have to talk about habits, everybody. But have you ever had that feeling about trying to create a new habit and you end up doing it for a day or two or a week and then you fall off the wagon? It just, you, you, you just come right off the tracks and then you feel like a failure. Uh, everyone's been through it. I've been through it. But here's a mindset shift I'd like for you to have as you think about your habits in this new year. Three times a week is a habit. I know that's heresy. Now, doesn't that feel good? Yeah, and the science backs this up. There's a study in the European Journal of Social Psychology, quote, missing one opportunity to perform the behavior did not materially affect the habit formation process, unquote. What does that mean? Skipping one day will not hurt your habit building as long as you don't skip the next one. So as you think about the goals you have for your life next year, go for it. Be specific. Get an accountability partner. Get out of your comfort zone. Put it on the calendar. All those things. And remember, you can miss a day. Just don't miss the next one. And when we look at something like that, it becomes more doable, doesn't it? And when it becomes more doable, we do it. Instead of lamenting that we can't do it or shaming ourselves because we didn't eat vegan for the second day or whatever that goal might be. Now, the last big idea I'll share with you, but also very simple, is looking at your calendar for the next year. What's on that calendar that really excites you? and you just can't wait. I mean, you are looking forward to this on your calendar. What is it? (laughs) And if you've got three or four of those things, five or six of those things, I am applauding you right now. And if you find yourself saying, you know, not much, there's not much in my calendar that I'm excited about, this is a real opportunity for you. Because I don't know about you, but adult life, it can become the same day by day by day. We get into routines, we get into systems, life takes hold. We do need to look for opportunities to create variety and novelty in our years. Because before we know it, an entire year can slip by and it just disappears. And we don't know where the time went. Here's why time seems to be moving faster for all of us. Is that we don't have enough on the calendar that we're looking forward to. Especially as we get older, it takes a lot more for us to, for our brain to recognize something new and fresh. And you need to own that. Create this variety and novelty in your calendars. And again, because it's maybe been a while since you've thought this way, you may be thinking, I have no idea what I would do. I have no idea what adventure I would plan for myself. This is the time to take a step back and just really contemplate what is it that you would love to do? A football game in September, NFL game, is it hockey? Is it running a Spartan race? Is it going to wine country? For everyone, it's something different. So make sure you're putting that that on the calendar and you need to put it on the calendar because guess what happens if you don't? 
Time will take over, distractions take over, and then you'll forget what made you so excited about that in the first place. So if it is a race you want to run, put it on the calendar more than that. Go online, register for it, and that is a commitment to yourself. If it is going to wine country in October in Oregon, uh, make the hotel reservation, make the flight reservation, done, you're going. Why? Because in the moment you knew it would bring you a lot of joy and passion. As you get closer and as life gets uh, busier, you're going to convince yourself that, yeah, I, I don't have time for that. Push back against it. So this is one way of doing it. Always have four or five adventures on your calendar for the next year. And, and remember, we have things in our calendar that are these things that give us passion and excitement and things we look forward to. That becomes then part of our identity. We've talked about that. Our perception of time will just start changing as well. Instead of just time slipping away into this memory sinkhole, time then becomes something that we can see ahead of us and we're creating memories that will last forever. They don't have to be the big things. As we talked about this green wood time on Friday afternoon, for every week, what's on your calendar that gets you excited? It doesn't have to be huge things. You're not going to wine country every single week. But it could be maybe going to that cool new coffee shop that just opened. Or it could be having lunch with a friend you haven't seen for a while. Or instead of drifting into the weekend and you wake up and saying, what am I going to do this weekend? It is endless. That's all up to you. But my point is turning this calendar into such an asset for you so that it's guiding your activity and helping you stay accountable to yourself and to others. Where do we want to spend our time? Build the life we want first and the other time will fall into place. And this is our chance now to finally, finally, instead of just having the same goal that repeats on a loop every single year, this is our chance to change that. How? Get a goal that requires discipline. Get that accountability partner. Getting more sleep than we've ever gotten before. Treat Friday time as precious, sacred time. And that one day a month of flight time. Put it on the calendar. Have a new mindset in your habits and celebrate that. And always having a few adventures on your calendar every single year and every single week. Hope this was helpful. I, my I Dare You challenge for you is to try this for 90 days. It doesn't have to be all the things we talked about, maybe a few. Try it for 90 days and report back to me. And I, I guarantee you if, you, if you embrace this, I guarantee you it'll change, it'll change your life. It'll change your year. And one year from now, looking back on it, you'll notice that things are just looking different. And I'd be so grateful you shared this with a, with a family member or a friend, someone that you care about. And if you can do me a favor, subscribe and follow this show. Uh, we have episodes like this every single week. Once in a while, I pop in like this, but we have some killer guests. I'm so happy, so proud of these guests. And I really don't want you to miss an episode. And just for fun, take a screenshot on your phone right now and then post that to Instagram and let me know what your biggest takeaways were from this episode. At Darren Johnson One is my handle on Instagram, or at I Dare You Pod on Instagram. Follow us there. We have some great content there. Would love to see you. It's now ready for the next episode. We got a great guest lined up. I'm wrapping up some of the editing, and I want you to know how much I appreciate you listening. Until next time, we'll see you then. <laughs>